Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. Okay, welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. This is Steve, I'm here with a special guest, Paul Machow. Macau, I'm sorry. Hi. I ruined that for you already. No, we talked about it earlier. That's okay. No problem. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, Paul Malco. How's how's everybody doing out there? Good to meet you uh, in person, Steve. Yeah, nice to meet you finally. We've been chatting quite a bit offline, so I'm first time face-to-face. Yes. And so we're going to be here talking about an upcoming game that Paul's working on, uh, Union City Alliance. Yeah, really exciting. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, coming out in two weeks, so uh, I'm, I'm really excited to chat with you about it. Oh boy, I'm excited too. New stuff, new stuff. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the game. Uh, this is being recorded on YouTube Live, so if you happen to catch us live on that channel, feel free to drop comments in there. We'll be filling comments as they come in. And also, we have plans next week to do a gameplay of it. Paul and I will sit down and play a game of it, so join in then. That's right. I think uh, uh, next Thursday, so a week from Thursday, we'll uh, get a full full game going, and uh, you guys can, can check the, the two of us uh, out fighting against the uh, the Pteranodon. Oh boy, cool. That will be fun. But before we get to that, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. This week, I'd like to thank Andrew Norman, a co-op fan, Matt Bowden, co-op champion, and Joshua Ryan, a co-op lover. Thanks so much to the supporters and everyone who helps us out. It means a lot to us. But first, before we get to some questions, I always like to ask our guests kind of some background about them. And I think the first one we talk about is, uh, let's talk about your gaming life. What type of games do you play? I mean, uh, I play a lot of games. They really uh, run the gamut. Uh, I think my favorite game uh, uh, overall, if you uh, I had to put a gun to my head, would be uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse. It's another co-op game. Uh, it's another superhero game. Uh, and uh, it's one of my favorites. But beyond that, uh, um, there are a lot of games. Uh, uh, Ascension uh, is another favorite one of mine. Uh, I like Clank a lot. Um, uh, social games like uh, Secret Hitler and Avalon, uh, I'm really into. Uh, another real big favorite of mine is uh, the Game of Thrones board game by Fantasy Flight, which I think is is top notch. So really a, a, a pretty broad range of uh, games that find their way onto my table. Yeah, it's funny because I was going to ask about Sentinels and Multiverse a little bit later because the game you're showing yeah. has some similarities to it, but we'll get into that later, I think. So <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it sounds like you play the gambit, full gambit of competitive games and solo and co-op and the whole the whole shebang, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, uh, games of all, all shapes and, and, and sizes. Cool. So probably consider yourself like an omni-gamer? Anything and everything goes? Uh, absolutely. You know, nice. it depends on the, uh, on the situation, you know? Nice. Uh, I, what you can play with a, a group of 12 people or what you can play at a party, it's a lot different than when you're together with three or four uh, uh, intense gamers for a couple hours or, you know, whether it's you and your girlfriend uh, uh, at night, you know. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. Cool. And then I guess, uh, so you played all these games, but at some point you decided that, you know what, I feel like making a game. What led to that decision? Well, I kind of walked in on it sideways. Um, <laughs> the Union City's first big product is a, a, a role-playing game, uh, the Union City Heroes role-playing game. I, I started on working working on that because I, I kind of had two things in my head. One was a, a board game idea, and one was uh, the superhero RPG. And 
while I was working on that, I was kind of trying to develop this idea for for this board game about like exploring a dungeon where you you play as kind of a, a, a one of a, a host of uh, medieval fantasy characters, some of which my my brothers and I came uh, came up with in our Dungeons and Dragons games because you know we're we're, we're all big role players. Sure, sure. And uh, after the RPG was out, at least digitally, you know, I was kind of uh, I was still working on that, but really thinking about what was next and suddenly like a a ton of bricks it hit me that not only did i have this idea for a deck building game where you also build the board but i also had all these characters and the setting that uh, uh i really loved with art ready to go you know i just jumped on the chance and it got kind of kicked into into overdrive because of 2020 and the lockdowns and covid and the fact that my design team and i suddenly found ourselves with a lot of time and uh, the ability to focus on this. Wow, very cool. So you had, if I follow that correctly, you had characters you were working on, and you took these characters from a fantasy setting and kind of, did you morph them into this modern type superhero setting, or how did that work? No, uh, it was two separate things. I had this idea for a board game where you would build the board and deck build, but it, the idea in my head was was based around these fantasy characters. And then I realized, hold on, I, I, that will take me years to put in the works and, and do. But I have these other superhero characters of mine that I love even more, that I have art for, that I have this setting for, that would work just as well for this kind of game. In fact, honestly, that ended up working a lot better because what superheroes can do, even more varied and vast than what, you know, classic fantasy tropes do. Sure. So, um the cards you're able to get and the things you're able to do in this game are that much uh, more exciting. Definitely. So I guess that leads into Union City Alliance. So let's briefly talk about the game. Like, what is this? Because you're talking about a deck builder and a board builder. What do, you, what do you mean by that? What is this game? The idea is it's 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 like a deck building game, but instead of each person starting off with a the same kind of hand, like uh, eight wizards and two barbarians, right? Instead, you choose... Uh, a character to play, and it's one of our iconic heroes. And uh, the six we're starting off with are uh, Odysseus, Lady Sunbeam, Wrangler, Captain Jupiter, Green Death, and Doctor Tomorrow. When you choose your your character, you get uh, a starting deck, but that starting deck is unique to you. And uh, uh, the cards in there have powers and abilities that are unique to that character. Everybody starts off unlike a, a most board. Uh, most deck builders, rather, uh, there's a board aspect. The board is made up by uh, of panels. Uh, and as you play the game, you slowly build the board. And what the board represents is not only where you are in the city, but it's also the marketplace that you have access to. As you build the board, you have more cards that you're able to buy and add to your deck. So instead of having, say, six cards that are out in a row that everybody has access to on their turn, instead, it's the part of the city you're on has certain cards and to get more cards all you need to do is go out and explore the city mm, interesting so the market isn't a like is common location it is like built up on part of the board you have to you kind of have to explore the market that you buy from the deck building side is that correct that's correct you must explore the city in order to 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 expand the market uh however one of our other uh, innovations in this game is uh, what we call solo cards. These are cards that are specific to your hero, kind of like your origin cards, but they're more mm -hmm. powerful. You'll be able to get those into your deck and those you have access to no matter where in the city you are. 
It's just they take a, a, a different resource, heroism, in order to get those into your deck. So um, those represent your hero becoming that much more powerful, uh, experienced, or gaining greater abilities with their particular powers. So those are always available to you because that kind of represents your hero specifically the same way your origin cards do. That kind of ties into one of the questions we had on YouTube. Uh, so that yeah. one is coming from, um, actually my wife, Kim. She asked the question, so is this hey, <laughs> is this new IP heroes or characters, are they based on anything? Like, is it based on like Marvel, DC stuff out there? Or is this stuff that you kind of created on your own? These are all uh, original characters uh, of mine, some of which, a couple of which were made with uh, uh, friends over the years. Again, I came to this through uh, role-playing games. So for almost 20 years, I've been running various superhero role-playing games and um, using different systems and playing with different groups. But the common thing in all of them was I always set my superhero games in Union City and over time built up this cast of characters. So uh, these are heroes who are you know, featured in my own stories, my own creations, and then in the, they're familiar to people who play the Union City heroes role-playing game. And also uh, another way we kind of got into this, uh, and we'll, you know, we, you, I mentioned Sentinels earlier. Uh, one of the ways I met the other designer on this game was the two of us both uh, were making custom uh, fan-made Sentinels decks. And I was making them of my characters, you know, uh, Dr. Tomorrow, Green Death, Odysseus. And he was making really terrific ones of like uh, the Venture Brothers characters. And the two of us really liked each other's work and we started working together uh, on that and then realized like, hold on, we, we, we've got uh, the potential here for, for so much more than just this, which is fun, uh, you know, but uh, uh, we, we realized that we, we, we had something great on our hands. Very cool. But the characters are all mine. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're all unique characters, but I think you'll find, uh, uh, you'll find them familiar and uh, at once engaging. <laughs> yeah, when I look at them, I feel like some of them kind of feel like inspired by like maybe like an Iron Man type character, but not Iron Man because he's very different looking and how like the bio and everything. So it's like, it's interesting how that works out. And uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess Kim also mentioned that, uh, yeah, she likes Venture Brothers. So she's hilarious that you made triggers on that. So, or sorry, that was one of the previous incarnations for Sentinels on Multiverses to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So you, you're sitting around here, you've got this, you've got this character on the board and you are exploring, exploring mm -hmm. the city and that, gives you access to more cards to add to your deck. You also have special cards just you can recruit to make your character much more powerful. But I guess, what is the goal of the game? Like we start someplace, we explore out, but why? Why are we doing that? Sure. So in every game, you choose a, a supervillain to fight against. That supervillain has a plot. It's represented by their plot deck. And those are different uh, nefarious things that they will do uh, over the course of the game to try to destroy your heroes, to try to destroy the city. Each supervillain plays in a very different way. The first supervillain we're featuring is Tyrann the Pteranodon of the Dino Mafia and his many various dino mobsters. And the way they play is they're just kind of out in the city doing their, their crooked business. And it's up to the heroes to try to root out uh, uh, this crime, to find the, the underbosses of the Dino Mafia and take them down to defeat the 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 crime family. That's just the Pteranodon. Other supervillains have other other things they'll do to you and they have other ways in which you win. Alexander the Great wants to conquer the city. You have to take out his outposts and eventually fight him. 
and the other uh, uh, villain who's going to be in this base game, Heroes Unite, is Crush the Calamity That Walks, which is a giant monster that just wants to destroy the city. You just got to stop him. Uh, so each villain plays very differently and affects the game in really different ways. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the object of the game is to defeat the villain. And the way you defeat each villain is 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 different. So we have a, a source book that comes with the game and gives you more details on the villain, like their bio and stuff. And it also lays out exactly like what the, the, the story and the, uh, the, the win condition is. So with uh, the Tranodon, it's uh, just defeat uh, as many mobsters as there are heroes plus one. So as soon as you take out enough mobsters, the, the Dino Mafia is, is shattered and you win. Interesting. So you don't always have to fight the boss because I feel like just about every superhero game out there is you know, get a team together, kill the big bad guy, right? And then you win the game. So this one, right. while that sure. is in here, you have other ways of winning the game too, not just the, going out the big bad. Potentially, yes. Different supervillains have different win conditions. With the with the, the Tranodon, it's totally possible to win without ever facing the Tranodon. Yes. Are there also alternate win conditions? Could you maybe go after the boss, the Tranodon boss, and, and win that way? Or is it you have to take out the, I guess you said the minion or generals first? Or is that the only way to win in that scenario? So that's the, uh, uh, with the trend run, that's the way you win. Okay. Um, but what we also have is epic options. And one of those is to face the Pteranodon himself as your final uh, mobster. And he is extra tough. Yeah, he's he's one of the two ways that you can make the the Pteranodon villain deck more, more challenging. Each villain will have a couple epic options to kind of uh, make them that much more difficult or even potentially alter the way you win. Yeah. So you have ways of making the game harder. Do you have games, uh, ways of making it easier or is it just basically like normal mode and then like this epic mode? Yeah, yeah. Basically there's normal mode and then there's uh, uh, what we're hoping uh, is to have two uh, epic modes for each villain. But those are uh, right now they're they're set as uh, Kickstarter stretch goals. So cool. yeah, but we're, we're hoping to have, uh, yeah, like uh, uh, two different uh, modes uh, of making the villain harder and then effectively uh, a third one by, by combining them all you know doing doing adding both epic modes in and uh, uh really having the fight of your life <laughs> nice i feel like there's a quite a few super games out there right now we already talked about sentinels in the multiverse and when i look at this game I, I get reminders of that game i see some some inspirations from it so i guess if you would describe how does union city alliance stand out from the uh, rest of the games out there well there's a lot of ways um uh, a the <laughs> Deck building, board building aspect is a is a really big one in in Sentinels. You know, a you have your 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 deck set from the beginning, and uh, you know, I, I love Sentinels. Like I said, I think that's one of my favorite games. But the strategy you have is, is based on the that deck, the way that they built it, and that's awesome. But uh, in this game, the cards you encounter will, uh, as well as the hero you choose, will inform your strategy. So you might be a less combat centric hero but the cards you encounter or the the cards you buy are heavy in might and you wind up being the the big fighter uh on your team also the aspect of uh exploring the board um the locations you get each game really change the way the game is played because not only is each panel marketplace it's also a location and locations have different uh abilities and different options for you to use and beyond that, we also have uh, a city deck. Each new panel gets a city card on it, which has different challenges or enemies uh, for the heroes to face. But unlike villains, they have big time rewards associated with them. Ways of destroying your uh, 
origin cards to make your deck more powerful, ways of getting heroism to get your solo cards, drawing extra cards. So each game is very, very different and replayable in that way. And beyond that, each turn is self-contained in that at the end of each hero's turn, there is a chance that the villain is going to do something there. At the end of every player's turn, uh, uh, one of the peril cards uh, of the villain is played. That always happens, but some peril cards will do not much and some will put out villain cards. So at the end of each of your turns, you're not quite sure how much the villain is going to, to do to you. And it's not a guarantee that, you know, at the end of each cycle of turns, a villain card is played, we move on. There's a lot more controlled chaos in this game that really makes you feel like you're in a, in a superhero comic. Also, the, the aspect of the board being spread out, sometimes you'll, you know, somebody uncovers a villain over on the other side of the map, and then it's a race for the heroes to, to get over there, and they're running into other villains on their way. I mean, it, it leads to these crazy moments, like, that, that it feels like really reading a great comic. Yeah, so you have this tactile board out there, not just playing cards, but you have to get there. And I guess we haven't talked a little bit about how do you move in the game? Is it like, a, is it an action point system or is it all in the card play or do you roll dice? Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Sure, it's all in the card play. One of the three basic resources that are on everybody's origin cards is speed. And that's how you uh, move around the board. So if we look at Odysseus here, this card gives him one Valor, and Valor is what you use to uh, achieve new cards to add to your deck. And Speed is what you use to move around and to explore new panels. There are some characters that are faster than others. There are some characters that are more able to buy new cards, and there are some characters who are better fighters, in addition to their more unique abilities. For example, Odysseus is an explorer. When he explores new panels, uh, he gets bonus Valor. And he's has a lot of clever ways of, of doing things, whereas Captain Jupiter blasts stuff with her lasers and moves stuff around with her gravity powers, manipulating the board. So are, are the, all these cards multi-use, meaning that you can use them for their effects, or can you use them to trigger these basic actions? In the uh, On the left-hand column uh, of each hero card is the printed resources column. You get those resources as soon as you play the card. The other effects on them are... They play in different ways, but they're optional. So Lady Sunbeam's Solar Matrix gives you two Valor as soon as you play it, no matter what. And then the Activate says, if you achieved a card this turn, gain one Heroism. So if you get another card on your turn, you're able to tap that, activate it, and get a Heroism. So sometimes you're able to do that, sometimes you're not. But you get mm -hmm. the printed resources in addition to the effects. Now, some effects require you to discard the card, which means, you know, obviously you won't be able to get the printed resources, but right. um, those are spe spelled out on a card-by-card -card basis. Very cool. And, and so what's the turn structure like? You talked about playing turns. Is it is it player A takes a turn, draw a peril card, player B takes a turn, draw a peril card? What's the overall turn structure in this? Uh, that's, that's it exactly. And here I've got a little card that shows that too. On each player's turn, they get their action phase. And during that, you're going to play, usually you play all five cards in your hand and get all the resources on them, do whatever you can with that. You explore, you buy new cards, you fight enemies. Uh, when you're done with that, like in a, a most um, deck builder, like mo most card games, everything you play goes in your discard pile, you draw a new hand, uh, and then that's where things get interesting because then we have two phases of the turn after that, the threat phase and the peril phase. The threat phase is to say Odysseus is here on Hero HQ. 
and uh, our buddy Red Leech is up here on the high school. On Odysseus's threat phase, the Red Leech would come and attack him. Actually, he wouldn't because he has a threat of uh, zero. So only if Odysseus was on the Red Leech's panel would he then attack him. But say the Pteranodon was here. He has a threat of two on Odysseus's threat phase. If he was here on the high school, not only would the Red Leech attack him, but Pteranodon would come over here and attack him. Now that's a little more in your control on every player's turn because you, you know, you have the potential to run away from enemies, to attack them and defeat them before they come and get you. But regardless of whether there's any enemies to threaten you or not, at the end of your turn, the the final phase is always the peril phase. Uh, and with that, the chance of villain cards or even worse, like crime wave, place a raptor gangster in your panel, it immediately threatens. Cool. So. That's what that's what a turn structure looks like in Union City Alliance. And is there a time limit to this, or is it just play until the villain wins or the heroes win? There is kind of a, a time limit in that the villain has a plot deck. Mm -hmm. uh, it starts off. It, the game is 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 played in issues, um, and that's kind of how things escalate. Uh, so the first plot deck or the plot deck starts as just the issue one villain cards. As soon as that plot deck is empty you move on to issue two. So there are cards with um, issue as a modifier. For example, these Raptor Racketeers have, their, their, their fight is issue plus one. So the, the further along in the, in the comic that it is, the more powerful they are. Likewise, there are some hero cards that have issue as a modifier and will get more powerful as, as the game goes on. But if the heroes have not defeated the villain by the time the plot runs out by the time the villain's plot is concluded, they lose. So okay. there is a ticking clock in that there is this plot deck and uh, they only have that long. That being said, with most villains, someone will be defeated by the time the plot deck has run out. It's really more like you can't just run away and avoid the villains <laughs> forever and build your deck. And yeah, uh, there there is still a ticking clock that, that will still uh, uh, be there. It's just, You've got a you've got a good amount of time to to deal with stuff. Nice, nice. Uh, so, does this game play from uh, what player count to go? To go down to solo play, and what's the max player count? So, uh, the game is designed for two to four players, and uh, it is it is absolutely a cooperative teamwork game. Um, there are lots of cards that, um, especially in the city deck, where the reward will say a hero draws a card, a hero gains six heroism, whatever, and as the, the it behooves the players to coordinate and 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 uh, work together, at, like like heroes do, to figure out who will benefit the most from 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 those resources. That being said, uh, myself and all the developers have played the solo many times. A bunch <laughs> of our playtesters have played the solo many times. The same way, um, you know, some of these team games. The same way I've played Sentinels in the Multiverse alone uh, yes. many times. You know, for that kind of solo gameplay. This is a lot of fun. It's it's engaging, um, and because it's turn by turn, it's easy to do as solo play because you have each hero's play area separate, and your your what happens on your turn is largely restricted to to that hero. Makes sense. What's what's the cooperation like? I mean, you mentioned that the city cards say a hero does this, so you can pick who gets it. But in my deck, if I'm playing a specific hero, do I have cards that says a hero, or I can affect the, my partner or my somebody else on the table like? in some way big time big time uh and and that that really uh 
it, it also depends on the hero. So mm-hmm. Lady Sunbeam is uh, a very inspiring heroine, and she has a lot of effects that help her teammates, a lot of things that will let them draw cards, let them gain heroism. Um, let the hero with the lo- least heroism gain two heroism. Here's a good one. Another hero draws two cards, then you may destroy this card for that hero to heal four. Captain Jupiter is able to move other heroes around the board, and when she does that, um, she allows them to draw cards. She can't move herself around that way. Depending on the character you play, you might be more geared towards helping other characters. You might be less geared towards it. But there are always cards in the Union deck that everybody's going to be recruiting as you explore the city that will benefit other heroes as much, if not more, than than you. Coordination really helps. You know, if, if you're able to say, like, hey, are you going to be able to to take out those criminal flappers over on your panel? Or do you need me to come over there and deal with it? Or... Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, if I'm able to take out that villain next turn, I get extra heroism. Can somebody do damage this turn? So uh, uh, that can happen. Gotcha. Very cool. Uh, yeah. And then is there player elimination in this game? Yes. Uh, so each uh, hero has stamina, just like villains uh, do. Uh, so Green Death has 25 stamina. So does Dr. Tomorrow. Wrangler has up to 30. Once you have taken damage equal to or exceeding your stamina, you are taken out. That doesn't mean you're out of the game, though. Uh, what happens at that point is on your turn, you can take a card from your hand and put it in another player's hand. Mm. So then you uh, discard the rest of your cards and you draw a new hand. Again, it's going to be five cards, just like normal. But hopefully what you're able to do each turn is give your most powerful or most useful card to another player. There's no threat phase, so like no because you're your hero is no longer on the board. Um, villains don't move to attack them, but the peril still happens. Um, gotcha. If the peril would target you, you choose who it targets, but the plot, the villain's plot keeps going, even if there are multiple heroes taken down. However, if you're playing a four-player game, three heroes are taken down and there's that one hero left, while they <laughs> are in a terrible spot, they have a lot of peril to deal with, they're going to have three extra amazing cards in their hand when it comes to their turns. So they're going to have uh, these really epic turns that hopefully are able to do something for them. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's that's a rough situation, but we've definitely had these epic moments of like, oh man, it's just Captain Jupiter left. She's got three stamina and, and you know, seven cards in her hand and she goes to town. She takes out that, that last dino monster, whatever. That's cool. And just out of curiosity, can you only pass the generic cards or can you pass your hero-specific cards in that sense? You can also pass your hero-specific cards, which leads to some crazy fun stuff sometimes. Some things yes. like, oh, that shouldn't be, like, these two cards were not meant to work together. But right yeah. now, in the final hour, like, it does. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, so we talked a lot about how the game plays. I think you did an excellent job of describing that. I'm curious that, like, through this whole design process, what did you find most challenging trying to put this together? Pretty early on in the design process, COVID hit in a big way, which mm-hmm. was definitely detrimental, but kind of proved for us to be a, a blessing in disguise because um, we were all locked down and we figured out, you know what, we can do this on tabletop simulator. And that allowed us to play test intensely and um you know uh uh, update the cards frequently and the fact that you know we were all locked down meant we were able to do this full time i mean for months uh this has really been 
a full-time operation in a way that it could never have been. Uh, when we started doing this, we figured our timeline would be years. Like we, we realized what an ambitious undertaking this was, but um, you know, uh, ultimately we were able to jam years into this, into this one year. But beyond that, uh, we really, we, we count our blessings. We, uh, I had this uh, artist who I had a working relationship with, who, who had done all this amazing Union City art before, who knew these characters and uh, uh, had a real mind for the world. And, you know, it's just awesome. I mean, he's so on point for what the, the feel of, of this, this superhero setting uh, uh, is. A group of playtesters who who were also locked down and able to, to to give us their their time and give us great feedback and overall you know the it's one of those those occasions where uh much like some superheroes we were able to take a, a weakness and turn it into a strength nice nice and i guess talk about the, the turning something into strength like what what are you most proud of with putting this together Anything that stood out to you it's 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 kind of two things right now um but they're along the same lines Back when we first started playtesting, people were like, oh, this is cool. You're on to something. This is this is good. I had fun. Uh, but they had, you know, feedback. And we really, in the first month, there was a lot of adaptation. And kind of mid-summer, the playtesters' feedback started changing to, when can I play again? This was really fun. Like, the, the changes you made turned this, like, uh, I feel the difference in a big way, and I want to play more. Um, awesome. Which was so gratifying. And now... We're doing these beta play tests with people who have never played before because we had this very devoted group of alpha play testers, but they'd been playing for months and months. And, you know, we really needed to see where our blind sides were with people who had never, never touched it before. You know what I mean? You know, fortunately, we, we found those things. They were very minor, um, but the the overwhelming feedback from the, the players was, when can I play again? This was great. I, you know, enthusiastic. Fantastic, uh, uh, happy, surprise, and that the, the reaction of I want to play this again again is you know it just bowls me over. It's great. That's awesome. So happy to hear that hear that feedback. And so yeah, you've got this thing, this game coming out, and uh, let's talk a little bit about what the plans are for this game. Now you mentioned Kickstarter. And sure. You said maybe in a couple yeah. weeks it's coming out. Yeah, um, we are actually two weeks from today officially. Uh, so Kickstarter that's February sixteenth. This. Heroes Unite, you know, uh, assuming uh, we get uh, our funding for this, Heroes Unite uh, should be in people's hands in September. We are uh, uh, looking at getting it uh, finished in four months because, I mean, as you see from what I'm showing you here, we're really done. Uh, uh, there's a couple decks we're still kind of fiddling with and finishing some art on, but um, the base game is 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 almost ready to go and, and put in people's hands. We're 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 going to take our time and make sure it is as awesome as it can be, because that's what we did with developing the game so far. But we're, we're hoping to have it in people's hands in September. And we're actually so ahead on this that we started on our, our first two expansions already. Um, and they're going to be part of this first uh, Kickstarter. So you'll have the option uh, of getting our first two expansions. Each one will come with two new heroes, a new villain, uh, four new map panels and a new scenario. So just a ton of new stuff uh, uh, to add into the game. And those will be out in March of 2022. And those are already in development. We've got some of the uh, the cards and the art for those to show you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Union City, the road ahead is uh, already being built. <laughs> that's awesome to hear. Wow. That's a, that's a fast turnaround. So, well, and with 
COVID, who knows when it actually deliver, of course. But I mean, September is an awesome time frame to hit for that. That's I'm, that's pretty impressive. Like I said, from from our end, um, you know, we we've, we've been in development. This is not this is not a concept we're coming to people with. Definitely. This is a, a, a nearly finished product. I was hoping it would be here today, but uh, uh, tomorrow, <laughs> I, I think you're on the east coast of the U.S. too. I'm I am. socked in under about 30, 30 inches of snow. So, um, uh, but I have the physical demo coming hopefully tomorrow. So this is something we're, we're ready to put in people's hands. We're going to have a tabletop mod that is open to the public with just a couple characters, uh, uh, you know, obviously pretty trimmed down, sure. but one that you can you can sit down and play right away and just see how, how awesome this game is. That's awesome. I... I find that so useful to consumers as they investigate these Kickstarter games because oftentimes you look at this game and it looks awesome. You just sometimes it's hard to put in into your mind like what the experience is like, right? Just reading through the rule book, looking at yep. pictures. But when you apply a mod that's easy for everyone to access, you can just go try it out before you before laying down the cash. So uh, kudos to you guys for doing that. That's our thought, and you know, like I said. A, we've got the product pretty much ready to go, so we want to we want to show it off. And B, <laughs> I think with reason, based on the feedback we have so far, but we we feel so confident about this. We we don't need you to 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 do this site unseen. We want you to try it out, and because we think you're going to be really excited and you're going to want to play more. And if you don't, no harm, no foul. That's you know even better. We don't want people to to invest their money in something that you know that's just not not for them. Um, I think this game is for you, honestly, and yes, I mean you. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, if it's not, then uh, great. But but uh, uh, hopefully, uh, by the time the, I mean definitely by the time the Kickstarter launches, there will be a tabletop simulator mod ready to go. We're just fine. It might be a, a, available a week in advance. Even um, we're finalizing this. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'm uh, as we're doing this live. I've got a few more questions to ask, but anybody in the chat has question, other questions they want to field, type them in the comments and we'll catch them at the end here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you mentioned about support of this game. That was one thing I want to talk about a little bit more. So you've already got, it sounds like two expansions set up for this game, one potentially for this upcoming Kickstarter. Uh, so it sounds like this is going to be a long-term project for you guys, something you can support in the future. And I, I'm curious how these expansions work because... You're talking about additional heroes and villains and map tiles. I'm assuming all these can be mixed into one giant game. So you, it's, it's all modular in that sense. Absolutely. And um, one of the ways it's it's kind of super modular is that with each game you play, you choose your hero that you're going to play as, and you choose uh, the heroes that you're going to team up with. So if you and I were playing uh, Odysseus and Captain Jupiter, we could then choose to team up with Dr. Tomorrow. And what that means is he's got a deck of 15 cards that you only are able to, 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 to use if he is not being played as a character. And mm. they go in with the uh, uh, other union cards, the ones that we're going to find around the board. And uh, they have these uh, uh, team-up cards include some you know total duplicates of um, Dr. Tomorrow's cards that you're able to access when you play as him, some unique abilities, some powered-up versions uh, of his cards, and so as you go around, you're going to be able to kind of team up with Dr. Tomorrow and get a, a, a feel for what he's doing uh, and his contribution to the team. You know, if you team up with the Green Death, you're going to get more Might cards and more Defense cards. If you team up with Odysseus, you'll get more Speed and exp Exploration cards. And so with each new hero that we add to the game, not only do you have the option of um, playing as that hero, you also have the option of adding their team-up cards into the Union deck to change your 
the experience of the cards you're able to recruit each time. Because I don't know about you, but one of the things I've found with a lot of deck builders is it gets a little stale after a while because the, the central deck that you're all buying from is the same every time, right? Right, right. Whereas with this game, you're making a, a, a unique one each time. You've got your base of, of 40 cards, like a 40 card uh, prime deck that uh, the, the all new Vanguard is the one that comes with this base game. But in addition, you add two 15 card team up decks. So that's a, a pretty good amount of that, of that central deck that everybody interacts with that makes it, again, um, a different experience each game. I don't know, man. It's uh, the phone was hitting pretty hard right now. It's <laughs> like <laughs> you're missing out if not enough from the acronym. But like with this modularity, like I want to get all the heroes and like, oh, cool, let's try this guy with this new setup. Oh wait, we tried him now. Let's try this other guy and mixing it up. That sounds like the way to go for sure. So I'm super excited to hear you guys have more content coming already, and you already think about how everything mixes and matches. Very very exciting. And actually, I'm gonna. Uh, I do have something I can show you guys. A world film premiere exclusive. We just got this art today. Ooh. The this is the cover of the first expansion. It's called Hostile Takeover. Cool. How about that? Hostile nice. Takeover features Ger Gertrude Ghoul, our our corporate villain, and the two new heroes uh, are Union Maid and Rescue Dog. <laughs> nice. Nice. So uh, this is the first time anybody has ever seen this cover. We, Like I said, uh, uh, Antonio just finished it today. I put it together mere minutes before we got on together. Very cool. But this is one of our first two expansions, which will be out in uh, – uh, well, you can get it as part of the Kickstarter. So, yeah. Yep. If you listen to podcasts, head over to the One Stop Co-op Shop stream channel and take a look at that. So that, that is really cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, my pleasure. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. This looks awesome. I'm – I'm a sucker for superhero themes. I'm not gonna lie. Like I have Marvel Champions. I like Marvel Legendary. I played Sentinels mm -hmm. of the Multiverse, and so like hearing what you've got going on here, hearing the tactical play, hearing the the change on deck building, the fact that you have this board to explore the city, it it sounds already different out of the gate, and I'm excited to see what's going on with this game. So I'm very stoked for next week sitting down to play this game with you because I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited to play with you. I, like I said, uh, my favorite my favorite thing about this project, other than everything else about it, has been uh, experiencing with new players. So, yeah. Excellent. So, I guess that's going to probably wrap up the questions. I'm not seeing any more questions come on YouTube right now, but uh, where can people best reach you if they have further questions? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the best ways is to follow us uh, uh, on Facebook, uh, Union City Heroes on Facebook, or unioncityheroes.com or unioncityalliance.com. They both go to the same place. Our website, we've got a, a bunch of information uh, on this game. We've got um, more promo cards up there, a little more uh, examples of how to play, um, hero bios. Yeah, a bunch of cool stuff on the website that's uh, up and accessible right now, including uh, you can go on there right now and sign up to play yourself, even before we get this open uh, TTS. If you want to do a beta play test with us, uh, I'll be there. So, you know, extra fame points. And um, <laughs> yeah, you can sign up to play uh, uh, as soon as uh, this week or, or next week. If you're interested, unioncityheroes.com. Awesome. Wow. Thanks so much for that. I had a lot of fun chatting with you on this game. I'm very excited to see what comes out. Uh, like I said, I'm excited for next week. But yeah, honestly, just thanks for sitting down with me. This is great. Yeah, it, it was my pleasure. This is a, a, a lot of fun, Steve. I appreciate it. And uh, Kim, thanks for the questions. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, and just a recap, like you said earlier, uh, next week, Thursday, February 11th, Paul and I are going to sit down and play this game. 
Um, we haven't the time set up just yet, but I'll post that to our, if you go to our One Stop Co-op Shop Discord, that's where you can find the latest information on that. I also will be posting a schedule there. But honestly, just go to the YouTube channel and, and the event will be there live so you can add a reminder if you're curious about that. But yeah, uh, thanks again for Paul and I appreciate your time. Yeah, yeah, thanks again, Steve. Have a great night, everybody. Yep, thanks everyone. We'll see you at the next stop. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. If you want to join in our discussion, join us on Discord, where you can join us live through chats or play games with us. You can also support us at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week with another top five list.